right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the Two Guys Drive Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And today we got our Einstein of Additives back doing part two of our summer series. And look, summer is grueling for a lot of normal vehicles, let alone the play vehicles, the rigs that makes us uh, so passionate about summer, about escaping that nine to five grind. If you're heading to the mountains, to you know your lakes, your reservoirs, your camping spots, maybe you know you got a side by side, some dirt bikes, things like that that we tend to, you know, you just don't think about. And the RVs that tow us to and from, God, those sit forever. Um, and when they do get driven. Dude, they get punished, man. <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot of fun out there, but if you don't have the right stuff to keep those things working properly, your summer get cut really quick uh, and, and really big-time expenses. Uh, you know all about that, Kevin, especially where you're at. Um, you know, you, you got a motorhome, kind of a tow-behind trailer deal. Uh, for a lot of people, that's dude, that's their retreat. That's their way to escape. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, you know, I'm living up in Detroit, Michigan area, not not too far off from kind of where you are. Where you know we've got these long winters and you know short enough summers that man, once it comes, man, you are just hard driving. I mean, just nailing, pulling the toys yeah. out. There's no time to mess around. It's you know pull them out of storage, whatever you got to do to unwinterize and just hammer down until fall comes. <laughs> you know, winter starts knocking on the door, and then you're riding hard and putting them away wet. And a lot of times, I will admit, I don't put them away in the best condition. <laughs> so maybe we'll learn a little right. bit about what that might mean, uh, you know, what we should be doing for winter storage. But most importantly, what are we doing in the summer as we hammer on these things? Uh, and you know, there's so many, like you mentioned, that are they're kind of touch and go. You 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 pull a toy out. You're so excited to go ride that dirt bike, uh, your quad, whatever, and you rip on it, and then it sits for a while. So it's got this you know, complete bipolar lifespan of sitting and hammering, you know, storage right, and right, right. riding hard. So this is going to be fun. We got Chris Gabrelchek from Hot Shot Secret ready to kind of fill us in with all the do's and don'ts and, and how to do it better. 
Well, he is the Einstein of additives. This man knows everything there is to know about oil uh, and just keeping lubricity, keeping, you know, friction down inside and internal engines and just, man, anything that he can do to stretch out that longevity to save you guys on our end, you know, a buck or two uh, or several hundred. This, this is what this guy does passionately uh, and pursues it. Um, uh, my first question is I want to ask him, Chris, welcome back to the podcast, man. Glad you, uh, you had time to join us. It's always a learning experience when you're on. Uh, we always leave our podcast just a little smarter about how to protect our, our toys uh, and that longevity game. Last time we had you on, and here's a podcast you guys might want to check out. How would you like to never change the oil in your car? Check out Summer Series Part 1, and you'll get the info need to do that. Um, today, man, we're talking toys, boss. Um, and a lot of times, a toy can be anything from that RV to, you know, to me, I've got several cars. i got a couple cars, Chris, up in the shop that I haven't really driven. I've started, but I'm not driven in probably two and a half years now because I had a house fire. I was dislocated uh, from my home for a year and a half. So just getting back into it, this is the first summer where I could dust some of them off. You know, I guess my first question should be how long can oil set? How long can it just stay stagnant in that oil pan and fire back up and expect it to be okay? So the oil itself will last forever. I mean, it's, it doesn't go bad. But once you've started the combustion process, you you start to break it down and you start to add acid into the system. So depending on how far you drove it, um, if it was 200 miles, I wouldn't worry about it. If it was 3,000 miles, leaving it sit for three years will probably create some corrosion inside there because there's there's acid in that oil now. See, I bet nobody knew that. I bet nobody knew running your car for a couple thousand miles and parking it for several years would eat up its guts. See, this is the type of stuff you learn, man. This type of stuff we... We long for. So here's the deal. Before we dive into this, we got to take a break. We're going to come back, sort of stretch out on that a little bit, and some other things you can't let sit, like gas, um, fuel. What about antifreeze, coolant? He's got everything that will help the long game, whether it's your toys, your rides, your cars, your RVs, your boats, and etc. So quick break. We're back. Chris Gabrelchek, uh, Hot Shots Secret. My man Kevin Bird. It's Willie B. We'll see you on the other side. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Chris Gabeltrek joins us Hot Shot Secret. Make sure you check him out, man. We're talking that long game, Chris. You said oil never will break down. It ne never really technically goes bad, per se, if it's new oil. So uh, that quite makes me have the question, Should before anybody stores their car, should they change the fluid, change the oil in it? Is that a smart move to make? Yeah, if you're going to, if you've got over, and this is just a rough idea, but if you've got over 1,500 miles on it, you should change the oil if it's going to sit for 
a year or six months. If it's if it's got less than that, then I wouldn't be so much worried about it because what happens during the combustion process, you're bringing in H2O moisture in the air, you're bringing in the oxygen and the carbon dioxide, and you're creating a, a mild acid inside the oil. Now in diesel engines, as everybody knows, and anybody's driven a diesel, it's 100% worse. You know, you, you put oil in your car, 2,000 miles later, you could still see the dipstick. You know, you put- Right, right, right. 2,000 miles on a diesel engine, you aren't seeing the dipstick. It's black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 200 miles, you're not seeing the dipstick, man. <laughs> so other other than changing it, because, you know, I've known this forever, and every summer, right, because I've got a pontoon boat, I've got a wakeboard boat, i got a dirt bike, i got all these things, and I'm, I'm shoving them in places, and they're just out of sight, out of mind, and every year I'm like, I'm changing my oil before summer, and I always, or sorry, before winter, and I always kind of get into that winter and it's biting cold and I just want it all to be stored away. And so I always change my oil beginning of summer like a dummy. So how much trouble am I in? And is there any other way than changing it? Can I add anything to the, the oil like you would do with fuel to help kind of get me over that winter and not feel so guilty? Absolutely. We we make a product called TBM Booster, which is an additive that would add the antioxidants back in there and it would put detergent back in the oil. Um, but you, you hit on something that I've you know, thought about for many years, and that's, you know, we make high performance oils and you know they're a little bit more expensive than the stuff you buy on the shelf. So it doesn't make sense if you're leasing a car and you're you know going to trade it in. But if it's something like a, a generator or, you know, a motorcycle or, you know, a boat, you know, it's the kind of thing that you could really fill for life because you're not, chances are you're not putting 500 hours on that boat. You know I mean? You're, you're probably going out there for a couple hours every week. Um, so, yeah. you, you know, really the, the extra expense of buying the full synthetic oil, and then you don't have to worry about it. You can just leave it in there and it'll be fine. And it's got almost a 14 TBN in it. So it's got a lot of detergent. It's going to hold up forever. Never going to wear out. And chances are you're not driving it enough to burn it. Um, you know, it's just it's something to think about. Again, I know a lot of times the higher priced performance oils don't make sense. But in cases like you're mentioning, uh, peace of mind. <laughs> You know, that, that might be a thing to do because, you know, I have all the best intention in the world, but life gets to you and you get busy. And if you get a couple toys uh, with these short seasons, man, it's sometimes just not in the cards. So, well, you know, the other thing, Kevin, is that most of those things have small sumps. So, I mean, you know, like two gallons of oil goes a long way when you're putting in things that take a quart and two quarts. That's, you know, that's what I do. All my lawnmowers, everything, I use it. And then, you know, they get changed when I get around to it. Every couple of years, not oh, right. Boy, right, that's me, man. My lawnmower. You got he, who changes the oil in a lawnmower? I bought mine like 15 years ago. I've never changed the oil in it. <laughs> so still running. So it sounds like we got two options: either upgrade the oil that's got, let's say, better additives and better life to it, or maybe add the TBN booster, which to me sounds pretty. Yeah, yeah. Put some <laughs> TBN booster in there to to give it a kick before you put it away. And it'll, it should be fine. That's going to take care of it. It's going to neutralize the acid. That's the biggest thing. And, you know, get you going. Man, that sure make me sleep yeah. better because every year I tell myself this is going to be the year I, I do things better. Uh, but, you know, I, I always put in because nobody wants to try to start, you know, an engine that's been sitting for six, eight months uh, with bad fuel in it. So I always do, you know, fuel additive. But if I could just go ahead and do a little oil top off additive as well, man, that would be great. Two yeah, in one. Good. 
that everybody should use a fuel additive on anything they store. I, actually, you know, in my life, there's no reason to not use a fuel additive always just because it's hard to believe this, but if you just stop and think about it for a minute, gasoline and diesel fuel are commodity items. They want to make them as cheap as they possibly can. The prices change daily. I mean, the, the profit margins on them are pennies. You know what I mean? It's not it's not something that they're saying, hey, I want to make the best gasoline in the world because nobody's going to buy it. You know, you're looking at the Shell station across the street from the mobile station. You're buying whichever one's the least amount of money. So it's it's a price-driven market. So my point is that there's a lot of room for optimization with fuels um, by chemically altering them so they burn better. And that's that's what we've done, you know, with with the gasoline additives, with the um, diesel additives. You know, we've got cleanup products. We've got everyday products. But not only do they clean out the system and lubricate it, they also make the storage much better because they've got fuel stabilizers in them. You know, it keeps it fresh for two years. Um, but, but most importantly is, you know, it makes it so that it burns cleaner. So you, that result means less smoke, more horsepower, better fuel economy. And that's been proven out every time. Here's a question I'm going to hate to hear the answer to because, God, with that house fire I mentioned earlier, that I've got a few vehicles that I'm not driven. Oh, this is going to be painful in a couple of years. How long can fuel set and and be okay? Uh, these, yeah, gasoline is like six months and diesel is like nine months. So, oh, yeah, you're come on. So, what, what you want to do is you want to put some um, diesel extreme in those before you start them. Um, the diesel extreme will go in. You, you probably got varnish on the inside of there, so you got to clean that out. You know, that's that's what happens. It's it's called polymerization, and the fuel just starts to polymerize on on the surfaces after a long period of time. You've seen it. You've taken apart a, a carburetor and seen the the varnish. The, oh yeah. yeah. That's so. If you if you just think about it, again, it's a hydrocarbon. Your hydrogen is a gas. It's it's breaking the bond and it's floating away. And then what's left behind is a carbon deposit. So you're looking at additives and carbon when you when you clean that carburetor. That's why they make carburetor cleaner. That spray that's really you know it's really strong to clean. Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. But I pulled the needle and seat out, man, and it's just icky and gooey. It's like, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've seen it. I've seen what it causes. I'm just, I'm thinking about two vehicles in particular that I just, I haven't had the time in the last couple of years to get out because they're, you know, they're just stuck in the back of the shop and i'm like ah, i'll get to it later um never have i'll send you i'll so, send you a care package with some diesel extreme put put some in there and start them up and let them run for half hour or so that's for diesel only uh yeah what would you do for gas gasoline we have a product called gasoline extreme and you know this is one of the things that you guys probably know but we don't we don't make anything at hotshot secret unless it's either solving a problem with a vehicle or it's two to three times better than everything else out there. Like we've just something that's so good. So the R and D department, when they bring me ideas or they bring products to this is what we want to do. You know, Mike, why well, I always say to them, is it the best in the world? I mean, can I go anywhere in the world and find anything better? And if they can't answer no, then it goes back to the drawing board. Well, the gasoline, <laughs> it drives them crazy because they, you know, they, they know now that they're like prepared for it. I'm glad my wife doesn't think the same thing when you know with me. Yeah, because there's plenty better out there. Well, you know, my uh, point is, you know, look, if I'm sitting across the table from somebody and they say, "No, my product's better than yours because we use this." Well, I don't. You know, if if that's a better product, we should be using that too. We could buy anything and blend anything, right? So if it could be made better, we should right. be doing it. 
Well, the gasoline additive is something that's been hot and heavy for oh, probably eight years that people have been calling in. When are you going to come out of the gas additive? When are you going to come out of the gas additive? Well, R&D, they brought us like four different products and they could never get it to be that much better than Chevron um, Tecron. The Chevron Tecron is probably the best product on the shelf next to ours. I mean, it's it's two to three times better than all the other products. So we would we would test them and test them and test them. We did hundreds of, of road tests, checking mileage. And then finally, we got two really unique ingredients that nobody else was using. And we were able to come up with the gasoline extreme, which not only cleans out the entire tank and the whole system, but it'll kick up your fuel economy and horsepower significantly. So it does a great, great job. So you should drain the gas tank, put new gas in it and put that in it and then run it. Or can you dump it straight into the tank with some of that older gas? You just dump it in, just dump it in there. I mean, I, I mean, if you're up for drain i wouldn't i'm not gonna drain gas out at four dollars a gallon i'm just gonna no even if the gas is two years old yeah i'm still gonna run it <laughs> nice all right oh, i like that answer i like that answer man. a lot man yeah uh look send me several bottles of that no doubt now, i'll take no. a 55 gallon drum <laughs> i make enough mistakes of no letting doubt. stuff sit man now is there any let me question on that so is there any shelf life uh because i swear i've used uh fuel additive before and it's and it seemed like it wanted you to use it all at that moment. So if you had a half a bottle left over, you shouldn't use it the next year. No, we don't have that problem. Our, we don't have a shelf like the biggest problem we have is um, the plastic in the bottles. So after you know after a period of time, like two years, the bottles will start to panel. I'm sure you guys have seen that before, where they're they're sinking in mm. the middle of them are starting to cave in. So what happens is this is good. This is going to really you're going to think this is crazy, but the hydro, the hydrocarbons are able to seep out of the plastic, the holes in the plastic, it actually evaporates through that. And then what happened, the air, the oxygen molecules aren't big enough to go back in. So when you go on the store, you see like a, a port of oil, that's all sunken in. That's what's happened. Same thing happens with additives. So we have to have our bottles fluorinated, which they put them in a tank with fluorine gas. Fluorine's like the smallest molecule there is. It fills all those little, holes in the plastic and it gives a little bit of a funky color, like a, a frosted color that's fluorinated. But we have to do that to keep the keep them from paneling. But eventually, the longer it sits, it'll panel. But the product itself is fine. I mean, in 10 years from now, it'd be fine. It's just the bottle will look like crap. Huh. No, that's nice to know. Because, yeah, in the past, I've, I've always tried to guess the right size of fuel additive. So I, I use it and and then buy another one the next year. But, you know, if I got left over and I could reuse it, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, the, and again, you know, the, the gasoline extreme, then there's an everyday gasoline product that you should use every time. And, uh, you know, generally it's a 4 to 5% increase in fuel economy. And I've done that test myself. It's one of those things where you can run your car, um, say you get 26 miles per gallon, then you put the additive in, you're going to get 28 miles per gallon, then run another tank without, it's going to go right back down to 26. It, it happens every time. Like I've done it time and time again, just to keep a check on it. But it's again, you're chemically altering the fuel, which you know, you know, the, the gasoline engine is only 30, 40 percent efficient, and then the gasoline is made as cheap as it can. So there's a lot of room for optimization here. You know, the problem is that with us, with additive companies, is there's so many products on the shelf that are not 
living up to their claims that people get burned out on it and they just feel like it's all snake oil. So, you know, when they find something that works, it's like, you know, finding a, you know, a diamond in the rough, they get all excited about it. Cause Hey, I finally found the one added that works. I wish they, you know, could come up with a way to clean that up a little bit. So people could have a higher sense of confidence with these additives, you know, cause we, you know, we spend millions of dollars on research and development coming up with these products. We source products from all over the globe. Um, we literally, we have four people in R&D doing tests eight hours a day on all the machines, just full blown all the time. All right, I got one. And let's see if you're gonna elevate or de-escalate my stress thinking about it. My air compressor, because it doesn't have combustion. Ooh, dude, I admit, I was <laughs> but it's gotta be, thing. I don't know, 10, 12 years since I've even thought about changing the oil in that thing. Oh. How, bad, how bad am I hurting that sucker? Well, so the problem with the air compressor is going to be the moisture. You know, the, they get hot and they suck in moisture. Mm. So if you if you check the oil today, I'll bet check. you it looks Yeah, if you stuck your thing in it, it probably looks milky. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of those things that you you do want to change. It's it's not doesn't have the acid. It doesn't have the viscosity improvers or anything like that. I mean, all you're dealing with is just oxidation and, and moisture. So it's not horrible. Um, we do make a product called FR3 that would reduce the wear inside the compressor. And in your case, it'd probably only take you know a couple of ounces. And you know you're, you're talking about under a dollar's worth of product, and you're going to double the life of that compressor. That's worth it. So, is there anything I can put in there and not think about it for a long time? <laughs> you know, like a differential. Like most people, never change that fluid. It doesn't mean that's right, but. What's that? Yeah. That needs fluid? So the differential's easier. The differential, if you use a PAO base oil, a gear oil, and you, you know, it wouldn't, it would doesn't have contamination coming into it because it's sealed. It's a sealed system, right? So it'd be safe. The air compressor, you do have byproducts coming in because it's sucking air. Oh, yeah. And then with that air comes dirt and water and other things. So it's not sealed and you probably should change it. There's no, <laughs> <laughs> There's no easy way out of that one, man. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, okay. So real fast, we got to take a break. When we come back, let's talk about other things that equates to a lot of summertime fun. Uh, a lot of us take the toys out, the campers, the RVs, um, you know, the bikes, the, uh, the quads, all that fun stuff. But maintenance on it is few and far in between. So maybe you can share a few products some secrets that maybe will help uh keep those uh, out in the long game running correctly as well so let's take a quick break we're back it's two guys garage podcast and just met kevin bird willie b we'll see you on the other side of the break it is two guys garage podcast he's kevin bird i am willie b we have chris cabrell check on hot shot secret man we're learning a lot today about how to We'll save all the fluids in your rides. A lot of us, whether it's cars, trucks, might have an RV. Um, maybe you got some, you know, uh, toys that you like to go out and rip up. Me, I like a, a, a good dirt bike day is just awesome. Uh, maybe it's quads, side-by-sides. You know, a, a lot of these toys, man, we beat on. A lot of us change probably, you know, air filter, right? You, you, you always try to clean the air filter, but a, a lot of people, I think, forego the oil change and taking care of some of the fluids um especially when you're out there you know having all fun and and not worrying about the thing breaking down until it does it's a little too late 
So Chris Kabelchek on, uh, my man Kevin, you do a lot of motorcycle riding, a lot of uh, you know, fun as far as the boating scene goes. Do you ever change the oil in your boat engines? Because I'm sure that's Chris. Is, is that something uh, for people to do a lot of boating? Is that something they need to be very aware of? Because I'm assuming that can't be good for those engines living in that environment. No, again, the boat the boat is kind of like the air compressor. <laughs> you got a lot of water, a lot of contaminants coming in there. You know, you're creating that acid action as soon as you run it. You know, and so once you let it sit, it just it's just going to want to corrode and rust the inside of, of the engine. Um, it's not good. So adding an additive, like we talked earlier, putting some TBM booster in there to neutralize that would help. Or just using a really good oil. Again, that's one of those places where, you know, using that PAO base oil like the Blue Diamond makes sense. You know, you change it every five years. I mean, if you can go five years between oil changes, that think of the time and labor and headache that that saved you. <laughs> oh, it, it, yeah, it could be huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. But here's the... Pr- Here's the problem. We're going five years in between oil changes, and we got the cheap trash in there. <laughs> you know, I, I'm trying to do – our summers are so short, right, in between, let's say, two boats, right? So, you know, sometimes you're just hanging out with your friends, and sometimes you're, you know, you're pulling, you're, you're popping off weights on the wakeboard. Um, but, you know, you might get 25 to 50 hours in a summer, and you're like, but, man, that the oil looks clean, it's clear. But like you said, it's got enough acid in there sitting over the next – six, seven months, you know, so maybe like you said, putting in some fresh oil, maybe, uh, you know, I could get two, three seasons out of it. Uh, especially, you know, if I'm topping off, um, man, that would save a whole lot of headaches. Yeah. If I, if I only had 50 hours on a boat, I, I would just put some TBM booster in it and call it a day. Cause that oil is not even broke in yet. I mean, it's, it's gotta be good for what, 200, 300 hours. Yeah. I would think. So I wouldn't, yep. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, I would, I would just put a little bit of TVM booster in there and do it. Or, again, like I said earlier, I just put the blue diamond and everything, and then I don't want to ever change it. So, Man, you just saved me a whole bunch of time and money because that's just a pain, right? Well, when you're changing it, it looks like brand new. You're, you're draining it out. It's like, this looks like... I know. Yeah. But, you know, it's that whole, you know, you get guilty. You feel like you're not taking care of it enough. And especially because I'm doing it at the wrong time of year, right? I should be, you know, changing it at the end of summer when it's you know, got at least some contaminants and some acid buildup in it, and I'm not, so I'm just changing it again. But, man, I'm feeling not so good about my compressor. I'm feeling pretty bad about the compressor sitting there, but I think from now on it's going to be easier uh, with this TBN on the boat thing. I I like it. Hey, Chris, is the TBM kind of the go-to additive for, you know, for stretching that oil life out a little bit on a lot of these type uh, piece of equipment and toys. So the TBM booster, you know, originally when we designed it, it was to, um, it was for long haul truck drivers that wanted to go 200,000 miles between oil changes with a bypass filter. But the the nice thing is it's great for farm equipment. It's great for combines, tractors, boats, um, any place where you're going to leave something set. It's basically adding, you know, freshening up the pot of the oil, so to speak. So that's, it's the perfect product for that. Unfortunately, it's only available at, on our website, hotshotsecret.com or at Tractor Supply. So most of the retailers only want to carry products that move quickly. You know, they have, they have, to, they have, they have a, a specific thing. You got to move so many bottles per month per store. And TVN Booster is a one bottle that lasts you most of your life. You know, it's a 32 ounce bottle. It only takes like an ounce or two of product to, to do these things. So it's not a fast mover like the other ones. 
It's a great product. It's not a fast mover. But but a smart but a smart additive, man. I mean, I'm thinking about that. I got a 1954 Michigan front end loader, an old heavy you know piece of equipment. Uh, but it, it, you know that thing runs like a top. But if I could stretch out that, you know, it's a gas engine of all things, but it's crazy strong. Uh, but if I could stretch out the life of that thing, God, I, I definitely want to do so because it's so valuable with my motocross track and everything I'm moving around and and all that stuff. So as well as some of these toys and you know other things that we utilize that provide us so much, you know, so much of an escape and fun and great memories. Um, maybe just putting a 32-ounce bottle on the shelf and just adding an ounce here and an ounce there could, could save your equipment and a lot of money. It, it will. I mean, it's, it'll save you a lot of equipment, a lot of money, and it's got the FR3 built into it, so it's going to reduce the wear by 50%. It's going to re-advertise. If you, if you, it's the only product that you can do an oil analysis, and it will show a difference. So you can send your oil in from your car that's in the background there, and it'll say 5 TBN. Put in two ounces and it'll come back. It'll say seven TVN. I mean, it'll show up on the oil analysis that you've increased the additives in the oil. So think about some of these other things like Willie mentioned, right? Your RV, right? It's one of those that you, you know, you, you pull out and the next thing you know, it's loaded and you're hauling the mail, man. You're cruising up and down those mountains. What do you recommend for the RVers out there? So for RVers, we have a line of additives that we made just for RVs and nobody else did it. And so we, you know, we're talking about, I'm a big RVer. I've been RVing for 25 years. And so we came out with a line, um, fuel additives for gas and diesel. And then we have oil additives for gas and diesel. Um, and they, they both address different things. One of them is the storage, um, the acid, like we were talking about. And then also we have a, a product called Shift Restore for the transmission. and in an RV, this makes a major difference in the way it runs. And I think it's because there's so much um, load going up a hill, you know, like a 30,000 pound RV, that transmission is pushing so hard. Um, you can actually, you can feel the difference in it and it'll it run cooler. It runs about 15 degrees cooler with the shift restore and the transmission. It takes about a quart of product um, and it's, it's under 20 bucks. It's not expensive. You can get it on Amazon, uh, tractor supply, hotshotsecret.com, but it does a great job. So again, going back to the, the whole RV, you, these are things that most of us keep for a long, long time. Some, you know, some people trade cars in every two years, which is fine. RVs, not so much. I mean, you get it, you, you, you got your clothes in it, you got your groceries in it, you got it all set up the way you want, you hang on to it. That's, that's worth protecting. Put the products in there that's going to protect, protect the fuel system, protect the, the oil system, you know, the drivetrain and protect the transmission. Um, you know, put those products in there and it will probably, you know, last forever. I mean, it, it will last forever. Now, if I if I do this, you know, something similar. So I've got a uh, a toy hauler, camper, right? But it's huge. It's thirty some feet long. Uh, but you know, it's it doesn't have the motor and stuff in it. My motor is in my F one fifty. So I'm kind of doing something similar, where you know, driving around in my F one fifty, and all of a sudden I go hook up, and now I'm hauling the mail, right? And loading that sucker down with eight ten thousand pounds. Would you recommend using some of those same RV products? in like just an f-150 or something like that your tow vehicle or would you do something different for a tow vehicle that's going to be you know mild for so many days out of the year or sitting around doing nothing and all of a sudden now you tax it no for, for the tow vehicle for your f-150 i would use the shift restore and then i would use the fr3 and then the everyday gasoline treatment so those are the three products uh 
that are going to do the most good in there. And you, you should feel okay. a difference. Like if you camp at the same spot every year, you put them in there, you should notice a difference when you go up the hill. I do. I mean, I, you know, I'm always experimenting. So I'm always checking it and testing things out. So I, I notice a difference. You know what you should put in your F-150 bird is, is, is called a trade up and get an F-250. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I should put a diesel in there. <laughs> why, why don't you get Why don't you get Willie's uh, seven three? He's not using it. He hasn't started it. Yet. <laughs> that's true. There you go, Willie. No doubt. Um, but literally, man, if, if you're thinking about saving the life of you know some of these wreck vehicles, some of these play toys, some of these, you know, you know, Kevin brought up a great thing about the air compressor things you just don't think about. Well, this man has created additives and ways to save all of them and get the most fun and enjoyment out of all of them, which is, you know, what we're all trying to do in the end. So a little bit of investment and some wisdom on the front end can save you big time on the back end. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I know going up the mountains here in Colorado, I live in Denver. So every time we hit up I-70, it is amazing to see the vehicles on the side of the road that probably didn't use a product and, and are suffering the consequences, whether it's torn up transmissions um, overheating issues and things like that, man. It's a killer, man. Mountains RVs do not get along at all, especially at twelve, thirteen thousand. No, I've been up that. I've gone that road two or three times now, and that's a that's a huge climb, man. You're just you, you know you're you're starting off in the middle lane, and before you know it, you're in the slow lane, and the semis are going around you. Yeah. So that's, oh, it's, that's that's a rough road. It is a rough road and a big, big, big steep grade, and it goes on for like 12, 15 miles, man. It's forever. It's like, yeah, it. twenty yeah. miles of climbing, and then you know mountainous roads uh, all around. So yeah, it's a good testing ground, but definitely. Like you, like you mentioned, it, it puts RVs, campers, even F-150s to the test. It does. And it's, it's good. I mean, and you put the products in there. Again, this is a place for performance products. You know, people think performance. You think race cars, drag racers, you know, racing trucks. But performance is anything, in my eyes, it's anything that's being uh, pushed to the limits. An RV, 30,000-pound RV or a toy hauler with an F-150 going up a mountain in Colorado, you need high performance. That's, you know, that's just, yeah. you are stretching the limits of what that engine could ever possibly do. So adding anything to it to give it a little bit of help is is good. You know, that's that's a good thing. Going back to the blood test thing, you know, it's, it's like giving yourselves, you know, lots lots of good food before you go to work out. You know, you get your protein shake and all that. Well, that's what we're doing to our RV. You know, you're giving it all the extras that it needs, so it has all the strength it needs. Amen, man. Well, great way to do it. Find all these products, Hot Shots Secret. Uh, you said Tractor Supply and Amazon, right? Tractor Supply and Amazon have the Transmission Station Eliminator. Uh, or I'm sorry, not. We changed that name to Shift Restore. Um, but <laughs> yeah. the, other products, the other products are available at O'Reilly's, AutoZone, Walmart, um, Advanced Auto. But Tractor Supply has the widest selection, um, you know, because they have a lot of they have a wider selection of customers. You know, people go on track supplier, have tractors, combines, uh, four-wheelers, side-by-sides, vehicles, F-150s, F-250s. So, yeah, man. Yeah, they carry almost everything. We got a bunch of them here in Colorado. It's the only place I'm going to hit up. Um, but if I wanted to jump online and wanted to find your products, where do I do that? Hotshotsecret.com or Amazon. Amazon carries the full line. But hotshotsecret.com, they, they usually have uh, really good deals on there. And one other thing before we uh, we roll out of time, people that have these vehicles, you oftentimes reference oil analysis. 
Um, would it be smart if people have, you know, high performance motorcycles? Like I get out and rip up a road course all the time, a motorcycle, some of these toys, RVs. Smart for them to do the oil analysis because it's so affordable, even on things like that? It would be not every oil change, but one of the things that the oil analysis will tell you is that there's a premature failure going to happen. So one one of the things that happened one time I, I was doing oil analysis on a trucking company. Um, out of Cincinnati and his truck was out in Pennsylvania and I got the oil analysis back and it, there was a lot of glycol in there. So there was a blown head gasket and the driver didn't know it. So he, you know, called the guy, said, bring that truck back so that they can have the engine rebuilt. You know, you get that done on the road, it costs twice as much. So Ooh, you know, they yeah. wanted it back so they could, you know, change the head gasket out. So it, it will tell you things like that. Or, you know, one time I seen a, a lot of wear, a lot of um, iron. And then I went and looked at how much silicon was in there. And, you know, the silicon was extremely high. It was like 50 parts per million, which is really high. So I said, go back and check the air filter and see if there's not a, a, a cut in it. So they went back and checked it. And sure enough, there was a, you know, like a rip in the air filter. So it was just pulling the sand. It was on a bulldozer. It was pulling the dirt right in through to the engine, which was causing a lot of scratching inside and abrasive wear. So, you know, just that oh. that $15 oil analysis saved him a lot of wear and tear on his engine because all he had to do was replace the air filter, and he was good. But things like that would be good. It'll tell you if something's going on. Again, just once, just do it once and see what it looks like. It's like, okay, everything's good. I'm going to keep riding. Yeah, man, amazing stuff. Yeah, check out our part one because we really dove into that uh, oil testing, man. And I am a, I am a believer uh, because I've been in, in this business in oil uh, tribology and wear and engines forever. I've just never done it personally. Uh, so I know it's legit, but I'm going to start doing it personally because Chris walked us through how easy it is and how much you can learn and what we're looking for, which is awesome. And I tell you, this is the first podcast where I walked away with a homework assignment <laughs> or a to-do list yes. because I've got all sorts of equipment that I haven't taken care of, but I'm going to go salvage some of that fuel with your gasoline extreme. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not going to have trouble when I fire up that generator again. I'm changing my oil and my compressor and I'm adding TBN and a whole bunch of stuff. So I got myself a laundry list and I don't know if I should thank you or not, but I, I, I will anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you taught us a lot of stuff and you gave us a lot of great options on, on how to take care of our, our equipment, well, our rides and our yeah, joys. Man. There's just one other thing I just want to add for all the, all the listeners out there. We have a room full of experts at Hotshot Secret. So if you have a problem, you have a question like your air compressor, you can call in and there's people sitting there that will answer it. I mean, they're trained in this. And if they don't have the answer, then we uh, escalated up to research and development and you'll get a chemical engineer that will answer your question. So it's, you know, we're full service. We want the customer to be taken care of. And we, we get them all day, every day. I mean, again, there's about five people in the customer service room. You can call up and say, hey, I got an F. 150 and i'm going to be holland what product do i need or my air compressor has been sitting for three years everything we talked about you had to call them and they would give you the same answer there you go man all good stuff again hotshotssecret.com uh best way best resource this guy has just spent his life tackling problems, making things so much better uh, so that they live longer. Uh, and we definitely, on this end, are benefiting from it. So, 
keep up the, the the hard work, Chris. We love having you on, man. It's always a pleasure. We always walk away uh, now with the homework assignments and a little bit more knowledge. So uh, super cool. Love you, man. Don't forget about our show airing weekends on the Motor Trend Network. It's also available on Motor Trend Plus, which is our streaming side and a great resource to find us. Thanks to our guest, Chris Gabrelchek, Hot Shots Secret. Jump on that. He is Kevin Bird, our producer, Scoop, executive producer, Bob Ecker. Yeah, check us out, guys. We're on twoguysgarage.com all the time and share your thoughts with us. We're everywhere on social, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Now, this Two Guys Garage podcast, it's copyrighted, 2023, Brenton Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. Man, always cool having you on, Chris. Dude, we learned so much. And I'm just like Kevin, except I've got 35 freaking cars. Now I'm like, all right, which one of y'all been sitting the longest? <laughs> I'm going to go make a list. <laughs> you need 55-gallon drums, all that stuff we just talked about. Um, I'm just thinking about a care package I said to you guys. I'm thinking, okay, where do I even start? I mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> get one of everything and put it in a box and ship it. Uh, need a pallet. need two pallets. Have you guys ever used 303 protectorant? No, but I yeah, would. No, I, I, I use, I've used that a lot. Those guys are here. It's 303, Denver. They're, uh, they're good guys. Is it good stuff? Yeah, yeah. It seems to be pretty good stuff. Real good stuff, actually. I've heard good stuff, yeah. Okay. That's the company that, that bought Lubrication Specialties, the one that bought 303, Gold Eagle out of Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah. They make state. Wow, they yeah. bought 303, too. They bought that. Wow, man, that's crazy. You uh, put that on a pallet too. I'll, take I'll throw a couple bottles of that in there. Gasoline extreme. <laughs> you guys scroll through. If you want a bypass filter for something, look look on the screen and let me know which one, and I'll I'll send it out. Awesome. I'll get it. Awesome. Heck awesome. Yeah. It'll be a big, it'll be hey a big box though. <laughs> Hopefully, you learned a lot today. Uh, happens every single time we have this man on our show. Um, we really appreciate it, Chris. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.